New case numbers in Canada's larger provinces seem to be reaching higher heights every day as a second wave of the coronavirus pandemic mounts. But not all provinces have had runaway case numbers, and it's a difference in tactics that seems to be the reason. I'm Adam Toy. And I'm Dave McIver. And this is why. Following the first wave of the coronavirus pandemic, Canada's Atlantic provinces decided to follow a nautical saying and trim their sails and batten down the hatches. For those of us who aren't sailors, trimming one's sails means to restrain one's activities in line with present circumstances, and battening down the hatches was done before a storm. The circumstances and the storm is the coronavirus pandemic. The result? The Atlantic travel bubble. Yeah, it started in July. That's Alexander Kwan, digital producer for Global News Halifax. It was a, a conversation for a little while between the provinces before it was eventually uh, the details were ironed out. Um, and essentially how it works is all four provinces in the Atlantic region have a, a joint bubble. Um, essentially anybody who travels uh, from outside of those Atlantic provinces into them uh, ha- must have a 14-day a uh, self-isolation period to allow COVID-19 symptoms to to uh, to progress or, or to make sure that they don't have COVID-19. And then once you're inside that bubble, you're allowed to, uh, to travel freely inside any of the provinces. Sounds like a great idea to keep coronavirus out of the region. So relatively very uh, uh, quiet for, for the number of cases. Obviously, we've had we've had cases, uh, you know, that's still present here. But um, the number that of cases uh, uh, compared to to provinces like Ontario uh, or Alberta or Quebec, it's uh, it's relatively minor. Um, the the number of cases have continued to fluctuate uh, over periods of time. You know, we'll ha- we'll see spikes here and there or outbreaks at certain certain locations, but generally. Uh, the number of cases has has been quite low. But what happens if you're attending school in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Newfoundland, or PEI from outside the bubble? Meet Michaela Kaiser. Home for Michaela is Calgary, Alberta. School is Mount Allison University in Sackville, New Brunswick. That drive was some 4,600 kilometers, one that Michaela and her father made for her first year of studying physics in 2019. Then the pandemic hit in March of 2020. It was um, really devastating, honestly, because it kind of hit us out of nowhere. In New Brunswick, there was nothing. We had heard of a couple of cases out west in BC. We were like, oh, there's no way. Like, they'll get this under control fast enough. And and people in Alberta were starting to, like, freak out because they were, like, getting more cases. And we still had nothing. We are like, oh, this is fine. We're going to continue doing school. And then all of a sudden, I get the call from my mom. She's like, you're going to have to come home. Like, this is bad. And I'm like, no, it's not. And then the next thing I know, three days later, the school sends out an email being like, yeah, you guys got to be out of res in two weeks. And it was just crazy. Wow. And so you had two weeks to pack everything up. Did that interrupt your studies as well? Like, how did what? it was? Well, a lot of our profs at first were just kind of continuing things as normal, putting it online as as best they could. Um, And then they got a lot of backlash from the students being like, hey, like, this is ridiculous. We are having to deal with so much right now. We need to take a step back, 
So a lot of my teachers gave us like really long extended um, um, due dates and mm. things like that. So it ended up being okay. Uh, adjusting to online at first was terrible, especially in, um, in March. Uh, working from home, I, when I came back to Calgary, I just found it so hard. I barely got anything done, just so many distractions at home. Um, but I like I made it through like it, it was okay. The university also did um, a pass fail option. So we didn't need a, a letter grade, which is really nice. On her way home early in the pandemic, Michaela drove a friend and classmate to just outside Toronto to drop her off and sold the car she took to school to sell to family in Hamilton, Ontario. The pandemic, as, as we all recall, it was it was a day by day thing. We didn't know what was going to happen. And, and I, I imagine it was much, much the same for you as far as what, uh, whether or not you would be able to go back to school or if you were looking at an online only uh, offering for your studies. What was that like as, as you went through the summer and, and waited to find out what your second year of studies would, would be and where you would be doing those? Yeah, that was really difficult um, for me and all my friends because um, being so far away, it was it was just like, oh, am I not going to see these people like for like a whole other year? It was so stressful. And the fact that I wasn't getting much done at home was another factor. We, I talked with my parents and we, we agreed that even before um, the schools had come up with plans that even if it was completely online, it would be best for me academically to move back here and just do it online um, in an apartment or um, subletting a room from someone just because I just work better here and I couldn't work at home with all the distractions, it would be a lot more difficult. And so I'm glad that we, we came up with that earlier. I had kind of that sense of, of um, like relief almost knowing that I had a, I had a plan. Um, but it was also scary because I didn't know what was going to happen if I was going to be able to come back to Alberta after I had gone there. And there's, there's still that up in the air now don't know so when did you make that decision to go back to new brunswick to continue your studies um as soon as mount allison came out with their kind of plan on how they were going to do things um it was going to be integrated um online in person so some things would be in person somewhere online which i was so so happy about i felt so proud to be going to the school to giving that chance to be in person again um because a lot of my friends who go to school in Calgary, they, they said absolutely not, like no in-person classes at all. So I felt so lucky and I was so grateful to be going to a small university in a smaller town so that I could have that in person again. So when did you move back to Sackville? I flew out on August 2nd because I needed to self-isolate um, mm -hmm. for 14 days. And I have a bunch of friends out here. Uh, so I wanted to have a couple of weeks kind of in freedom before having to lock in in school again. So I was out of self-isolation on the 15th. And so I had the half a month of August before going back to school on the 7th, I think it was. That self-isolation is part of the Atlantic bubble restrictions. If you enter either of the four maritime provinces, there's a government mandated 14 day self-isolation period. The Atlantic bubble is crazy. Like this, they're so strict. And it's really nice that they're strict because once you're in the bubble, you have that, that ease, that relief of, of not having all these outside people, like not knowing where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. The self-isolation period wasn't 
terrible for me. Um, I was doing an online course, so I was basically focusing on that the whole time. Um, I know for other people who are with their roommates, it was a bit more like they've never met their roommates before. So it's like, oh, I hope I can get along with this person for 14 days, let alone the whole year. What did that self-isolation entail? Like, were you allowed to go to the grocery store? Were you allowed to go for a walk? Or did you have to stay within the same four walls for two weeks? There was no grocery stores allowed. Like, you could not leave your building. I think I was too scared to break the rules, honestly, because I, I wasn't entirely sure of exactly if I was allowed to go on a walk. Um, I'm sure you could have as long as you obviously kept your distance far away from other people. But like m when they first were explaining to me, explaining it to me at the airport, they were like, you need someone to get your groceries for you. You need to sanitize your spaces every day. Like everything you touch, you need to sanitize um, like more than once a day. It was like you could not, I was staying in an apartment building um, in just a one room on the main floor. And the girl whose apartment it was, she had a key so she could come and, and bring me things. And I had a couple friends meet me at the window and we talked through the window. But yeah, there was, I could not leave at all. Like taking out the garbage was like, I took out the garbage once in the whole two weeks because I was just too afraid to leave because if, if it got out that I left the apartment and I somehow had COVID and it, and I spread it, like I, that would be my fault. And I didn't want to risk that. Have you had an opportunity to, to travel around within the Atlantic bubble beyond just Sackville? Yes, uh, actually. So um, the first couple weeks when I was out of self-isolation, I stayed in Moncton, Riverview area. Um, so I got to do a bunch of stuff there. Like I went out to restaurants and bars and it was so cool. I could, I, we could show up and, and I wasn't like worried. Like they were, they're full, like I'm sure it wasn't full capacity, but it was still like a bustling restaurant, which was new. I didn't experience that at all over the summer. And then a couple weeks into studies, um, me and my boyfriend wanted to kind of get a getaway weekend and we went to Halifax and that was awesome. So we crossed the border into Nova Scotia and um, yeah, it was great. We, we stayed there for one night and we went around the mall and everything. And it, it felt like, it felt like normal. It was, it was it was amazing to kind of have that normalcy again. So you've been um, th through this self-quarantine period and, and studying for a couple of months now. How, how would you compare studying now in the Atlantic bubble with, it sounds like there's less stress because you, you don't have to, because um, there's, there's a, a smaller case count, but how is studying now in the Atlantic bubble compared to March when this pandemic was first coming in? It's a lot better. Um, first of all, the time difference. I remember I had a 9.30 class um, in March, which was then actually 6 a.m. 6, yeah, 6 a.m. class um, in Calgary. So I did not like that. <laughs> um, so the time difference is a lot better. And I, I just the fact that I'm closer, I'm on campus, I'm in residence, so I can go. I, I unfortunately don't, they changed my schedule which I'm a little annoyed about but I understand why they have to do that kind of thing so unfortunately I'm not in any in-person classes uh, this semester um, but I do have that um, freedom to kind of walk around campus and see the buildings dream of classes when they were in person you know um, which is really nice I, I really like it I'm a lot happier here
When you say you walked around campus, I mean, all the public health advice we've heard is to keep your distance, wash your hands, wear a mask. Is that still the advice you're getting in New Brunswick? Yes, um, definitely. The university is a lot more strict than the government of New Brunswick itself um, for many reasons. Um, so on New Brunswick actually just recently, a couple of weeks ago, um, issued that masks were mandatory in every public built every public building similar to Alberta, I believe. And so that's new, but before it wasn't like that. So when I was here in August, I would go to the mall and I wouldn't have to wear a mask. I did because mm. it's recommended, but it's mm. not mandatory. Um, but like, yeah, not a lot of people were. And then they just put this into place a couple of weeks ago. There was, a, there was an outbreak, um, but it got under control really quickly. It was a specific part of New Brunswick in, in the, the Campbellton area that was pushed to uh, the orange level of, of New Brunswick's COVID-19 uh, uh, plan. Basically, that means that there was more restrictions on gatherings and more, uh, you know, restrict uh, adherence to, to masking and things like that. Uh, it was actually over, over the Halloween uh, period as well. So in the Campbellton area, uh, uh, there was uh, no no trick or treating allowed during Halloween, um, but basically uh, it, contact tracing went very quickly. Um, the the bonus or I guess the benefit of having that 14 day self isolation period is that when people develop symptoms, they're they're already isolated. They haven't gone outside, or if they have gone outside, it's with, or interacted with people. It's been relatively few, and that helps uh, contact tracers in in the province track people down very quickly and it, it contains the spread very quickly as well. There was one McDonald's in Moncton and it was like, if you've been at this McDonald's between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m., then you need to quarantine for 14 days. And a week later, all of the cases had been traced back to the original person. It was crazy like how quickly that happened. And, and now it's back under control. We're back in the yellow phase again. And and I just think that was that's incredible. It sounds like you have a sense of security in knowing that this virus isn't running rampant throughout the community. Does that help much with your stress levels when you're at school? It does. It really does. Like going out, I'm not scared that I'm going to get the coronavirus. I'm I'm more frustrated that because it's it's so limit like there's so few cases and they're they're all under control but we still have so many restrictions. Like I'm not allowed more than one other person in my dorm room. And mm. me and my friends think that's kind of ridiculous because everyone in this, in this province is in the same boat. Everyone doesn't, everyone knows like where the cases are, they're under control, yet we still have to follow these insanely strict rules. So that's mostly where my stress and frustration comes from is the fact that we have like all of these amazing um, uh, policies put in place with the government and the school, but we're still unable to do so many things. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I've kind of just been like, it is what it is. Like, there's nothing I can really do about it. But do you see, do you see the, those restrictions? Do you see it as, as being worth it? I do. Like one of the biggest things that I love, like the extra restrictions is at our meal hall, there's, we don't touch anything. We don't, if before last year, if we wanted to get some pasta, there was a scoop there and we take the scoop and we put it on our plate and we put the scoop back and then the next person goes. 
and looking back, I'm like, why did we ever do that? Like, <laughs> no kidding. Like people got sick all the time. Um, and they wipe off the tables after everyone sat there now, which is so good. Like they put a dirty, like a dirty table, like, um, paper on it. Mm-hmm. So after you leave, someone will come and wipe off the table. And so every table is sanitized before and after someone sits down. We don't touch any of the utensils or anything. And I just, oh, I love that. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I, I, I have no worries that I'm going to get sick. Last year, I was already sick twice by this time, like with a cold or, or just not feeling under the weather, just spread of germs. Whereas, like, I don't know anyone who's actually been sick yet this semester which is rare living in in residence because everyone <laughs> lives so close together <laughs> so michaela christmas is coming up what are your plans as far as christmas goes are you coming back home to alberta during this pandemic yes yeah, so we have booked our flights and i am coming back for christmas which i am uh, happy and sad about i I have to admit, I do not follow COVID cases at all in Alberta. So I kind of figured everything was okay over there. And then the other day I see a post on Facebook and it shows the spike of cases and I'm like, what's going on? And so I text my mom, I'm like, I'm kind of worried about coming home. I didn't realize how crazy it was over there. And uh, my mom was saying like, oh, don't worry. Like we're, we're doing everything that we were before you left. Like my mom doesn't leave the house unless it's groceries or work. Uh, Same with my dad, like doesn't leave. Uh, My sister skis. So we go to the ski hill on the weekends, but even there there's restrictions put in place. And so I'm a bit, I'm a bit nervous to go back. Um, But I think if I just kind of stick to myself, I I probably won't see as many friends as I would on a regular year. Um, But I think if I, I, I'm not too worried, but I am coming home for Christmas. And then again, we'll have to self-isolate again, coming back in January. Right. But with your online case uh, or, or online courses, if it sounds like most of your, all of your courses are online, that won't be as much of an issue. Like you won't be missing classes. Well, actually, the university um, has taken this into account because we do have a bunch of international students and they wanted to ensure that if international students wanted to go home, they would have the time to self-isolate. So they pushed back our classes um, two weeks I think it was two weeks. Maybe it was only one week. But um, Mm. so we don't start classes until I think it's the 15th or 18th of January. And we have two weeks to self-isolate. The university opens on January 1st. And then that's when my flight is back. I I arrive on January 1st or early on the 2nd. Mm -hmm. And then I'll self-isolate in my dorm room for two weeks. Uh, And then everyone everyone else will move back into residence and we'll start classes all together. So that's, that's really nice. You mentioned that when the area had to go back into orange, certain services and stores had to be shut down. I'm wondering how the region's economy has been able to get through the period that the Atlantic bubble has been in over the last four months. I mean, I think it's, it's been relatively good. Uh, obviously certain sectors have been hit harder uh, than others. Uh, tourism has, has been affected greatly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Atlanta, Canada relies on a lot of tourists to come in from out either the rest of Canada or, or international tourists through, through, uh, through cruise season. Uh, obviously, that hasn't happened this year, so tourism has been, has been greatly affected. As for other businesses, uh, it has allowed, uh, obviously, uh, each province has different rules, but uh, you know, the, the, the restaurant industries haven't had to shut down really since the 
since the Atlantic bubble went into place, there hasn't been any kind of mass shutdowns or restrictions. Uh, there are people are allowed to go in and sit at restaurants. Obviously, uh, there are some uh, restrictions around spacing and uh, masking is required indoors mm-hmm. uh, until you get down to your table. But for for many businesses, uh, it's been it hasn't been ideal, uh, obviously, uh, but it, it, it hasn't uh, been, I think, as bad as it has in other provinces. How have the four governments viewed the Atlantic bubble so far? Is it mission accomplished? And are they going to keep this going through the rest of the pandemic? Um, I mean, over the summer months, there was some rumblings that uh, that certain premiers uh, and the leadership in, in, in provinces wanted to pop the bubble and allow people in. Uh, but that never came to pass. And now there are some exceptions to to border areas in New Brunswick, for instance, that allow uh, people who are uh, just across the border in in Quebec Mm -hmm. in. But in general, uh, there has been uh, very little kind of uh, talk of of popping the bubble uh, since the summer. And and anytime that kind of topic comes up, most uh, most people in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, Newfoundland, and PEI are very hesitant to want to uh, to pop the bubble. They see it as a as a benefit and allowing them to kind of go about their daily lives with with as minimal restrictions as possible. This is why is produced by me, Dave McIver, and Adam Toy. It's a national radio show and a podcast. You can reach us by email. This is why at globalnews.ca and on Twitter at this is why. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, make sure you subscribe to This Is Why so you never miss an episode. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, tell a friend. Thanks for listening. Wash your hands, stay safe, and wear a mask. We'll see you soon.